Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. is Ed McClendon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. I say, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And on a Monday, brand new week, brand new month, rent is due. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. The queen! Why is the queen our general manager? The queen! Because our president's going to see the queen. Now, whatever. Yes, the queen. Yes, visit the pump, the circumstance, the protests. Oh, the mayor of London. Oh. So stupid. Going to see the lame duck PM. Old Theresa May. He's thinking, why don't you get the new one in here to meet me? What am I going to talk to her about? What do you think about this plan? Yeah, I'm not going to be around. What do you think about this policy? I don't care. <laughs> I can't believe it's June already. It's amazing to me. It is uh, astounding the way the days go by, isn't it? It's just how how could that be? Yeah, sunrise, sunset. Uh, I have a question for you before we proceed. To even another moment on the award-winning Armstrong and Getty show. Uh, are you going to address that T-shirt, or am I going to bring it up? <laughs> oh my, my latest cheap Target T-shirt. It is beyond uh, any doubt <laughs> your most ridiculous T-shirt. You're wearing various heavy metal bands you never listened to. That's kind of amusing. More than, uh, oh, my Metallica T-shirt? Sure, for instance. How about my Taco Bell T-shirt That's from last that, week? That one was right. extra good. Yeah. Jack is wearing a black T-shirt with enormous white letters and an even in more enormouser picture of Britney Spears. And the shirt just says Britney. Britney. Good Lord, man. <laughs> I was hoping Did my, you lose a bet? <laughs> I was hoping my T-shirt arrived that says, Who's got two thumbs and, and likes Quiznos? This guy. <laughs> a Quiznos T-shirt. <laughs> I feel like he's trying to communicate something subliminally to yeah, us. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Britney. Um, well, I've let myself go. I uh, this has become more aware of this uh, recently. I've just uh, you know the the phrase she really let herself go. He really let himself go. Yeah, I am one of those people. I have really let myself go on a okay. number of levels. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still doing pretty good with hygiene, but I think that's probably the next to fall. <laughs> um, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay. But eating, exercising, my dress. 
It has all just <laughs> completely gone south. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the, on the squad and then get started with the darn show. There's so many things to talk about that happened over the weekend. You know, interesting, good, bad, horrifying. Uh, and then the, back to interesting again. Funny. Funny things happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. You know, it's funny. I'm going just the opposite direction, Jack. I'm going to try and get back in the gym today and there you go. get good myself for you. back in shape. Awesome. So. We'll awesome. see how it goes. I will not mock that, even though it's likely to fail. I don't, um, I don't have any wacky oh, t-shirts. Boy, that didn't last long. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Says you, Brittany. <laughs> you were positive and helpful for about 20 seconds, sir. Yeah, barely. No, I hope it works. It's just, you know, it's it's my own it's my own lack of success in this area crying out and and you know and that is that is not fair to you. I figured um, if Sylvester Stallone can be Rambo at 72, I should be able to do something at, you know, <laughs> I should be able 44. to do a sit up. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, so you actually joined a gym? Yeah, no, I've already mm-hmm. been in the gym. I just I kind of got out of practice and then with the moving and all that stuff so i got off my routine and now yeah, i kind of i kind of got out of practice 13 years ago oh boy i haven't got back in practice again got the um uh, elliptical machine all the stuff is now cleared out so it is now accessible oh, wow there again you go. nothing more than your back step one it is accessible right <laughs> that's a big step it's a good step it's not as big as step two no step two is an enormous step I'm trying to be encouraging <laughs> where are my gym shorts oh, eh, well no. maybe tomorrow oh boy <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, I was very excited on Friday to go home and watch the the Deadwood movie, which they made to make a conclusion of the series of, of several years back. I uh, hated it. Don't recommend it. Uh, if, if you really want to check it out, check it out. But if you're looking for something to watch on the home box office, check out Chernobyl. I watched the first episode of that. Mm. It is fantastic. I keep hearing that. It is wonderful. And it uh, it it's... As somebody who doesn't know a ton about the the nuts and bolts and the the intricacies of actually what happened, doesn't know a ton. Do you know a pound? And yes. All wait. right. Uh, uh, and oh, God bless, bless you. me. Oh, oh please. Oh, it it is really fascinating for me to kind of go through this unfolding event through the course of the show and all the questions popping up. It's like, how is it? What? No. What do you mean that they're just going to pretend like what? No. What, what year was that that Russia's uh, nuclear plant melted down and threatened the world? Nobody's sure. <laughs> it's unknowable. <laughs> when was that? It was still the Soviet Union, I'm guessing it was. Uh, 1986. Remember. I was going to guess 88. But anyway, 86. Okay. So, yes, that sounds interesting. I should check that out. Probably aided the downfall of the evil didn't empire. Ha- didn't help. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know as I watch more of it if it holds up. And it, it, it looks fantastic so far. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I feel great. Closed out my birthday month of May with a weekend far away up in the mountains and a final birthday bash uh-huh. complete with sailplanes and horses. There I, you go. Sailplanes and horses. And I don't I, even know what that is. Sailplanes. It's a big, I'm big animal, four legs. Yes. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, that's the part I'm familiar with. Sailplanes. Gliders. Okay. Gliders. Did you, did you mount one? No, I did not mount no. either, okay. but I watched them both. I looked <laughs> so, at okay. them and admired them from afar. Were there any horses on uh, sailplanes? No, Gliders. there were no horses okay. on sailplanes. Is, is that a different name for a hang glider? No, no, these are gliders okay. where another plane pulls oh, you I up see. and you go up. Oh, okay, like that sort of glider. 5,000 yeah, cool. feet. It's amazing. I've yeah. always wanted to do that. And uh, I did manage to show the restraint that only age can bring. 
and did not play either of the lotteries this oh, time around. Wow. I withheld. Ross, you're holding back on some of the gambling. Yes, I am. Still got two weeks to make your uh, your one-month pledge. I know. I, and I approve of this, Marshall. I'm strong. I'm moving ahead. I see Marshall out in the country watching two horses trot down a road saying, I'll bet the one on the left poops first. <laughs> I'll bet you 20 bucks he poops first. <laughs> Come on, I need some action. Yeah, but it wasn't Give the lottery. Action. It wasn't the lottery. <laughs> While Marshall and uh, Michael are working on their willpower, it would be worth thinking about. So we just had June 1st. It's an, it's yeah. the halfway point of the year. It's another it's another, uh, it's another chance to double down on your uh, New Year's resolution if it didn't work out. Sure. Try it again. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why only once a year? Oh, it didn't work, and then wait right. an entire year of gaining weight, being out of shape, smoking, whatever it Idiotic. is. That is terrible. Before you try it again. If I forgot what my New Year's resolution was, can I just pick a new one now? That's funny. I was just thinking about that, too. What did I resolve to do? <laughs> I don't even remember. Mm. That's not good. Mm. Probably Resolve n- to write down your resolution. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> was, wasn't that one of the things I brought? I think that's one of the pieces of wisdom I brought when we came back was reading about New Year's resolutions and um, how many of them people don't even remember, which which means something. Re- sure. Resolve to do something that would be meaningful enough to you that you would remember. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah. That you're committed enough to that you would re- remember. Obviously, if yeah. you don't even remember what it was, you weren't you weren't even close to committed. I wasn't even close to committed yeah. to it. Try yeah. bonsai again, not something like that. <laughs> right, it's so it, they say it's relaxing. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, June 3rd, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Getting back to your ellipticals just briefly, keeping in mind that the ancient Greeks exercised in the nude. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> now you can picture that if you'd like as we begin the show precisely according for the kids. According to FC. <laughs> Just like the ancient Greeks, kids. Everybody's dad does this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go at Mark. If we want to beat Donald Trump and achieve big progressive goals, socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. Welcome to California, lefter than you can imagine. That was the state get-together among Democrats in California and uh, booed pretty roundly for saying socialism is not the answer. That's John Hickenlooper. I would boo him because he watches porn with his mother. No, (laughs) gross! But not just like a smattering of, uh, you know, not abu or just not enthusiastic applause. Not like... They were cat calls. No, the crowd rose as one. (laughs) You suck. We wanted the hammer and the sickle. Come on. More on that. What else you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Al Trump in London tweeting up a storm. Not all happiness and light, as you mentioned, at the big Democratic state convention. And another shooting. Another hero will have the name you should remember. I like that. I like that. How does mailbag work? Uh, it's, it looks fine. We have uh, some weekly shower thoughts to start the week on a contemplative note. You're going to ease us into the week so we don't oh, well, no, pull a hamstring know. like Clay Thompson? It's, it's, I need a status yeah. update on Clay Thompson, by the way, on his hamstring. I Find uh, an Instagram model, she'll tell you. She's been icing it all night long. <laughs> uh, I, I Actually, more notable than mailbag, I have a story that will make you give up on America. <laughs> wow, well, thanks. That's what everybody That's wants. Well, it's, like you say, it's June, the weather's nice, maybe now's the time to research Ecuador. Beautiful Ecuador. <laughs> All coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. They think they know how Boeing ended up making that bad plane now. It's kind of an interesting story. Um, As a guy who's made many bad things, I expect to recognize the pattern. Yeah, no Looking kidding. Looking forward to hearing that story. Critics have nailed down what was the best year ever for movies, among other things we've got coming up. Mm. And, of course, we've got to get into the whole Mexico trade, Trump, this and that. Sure, I suppose. Mailbag. How many trade wars can you fight at once? That's a good question. We need to be ready to fight a three-front trade war. Oof. Oh, well, you know, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that later. Here's a freedom-loving quote of the day. Actually, two of them from uh, none other than Ronald Reagan. He was the president, you know, and the two-term governor of uh, Cal Unicornia, which seems astounding currently as the Golden State veers ever leftward. I picked this quote because it echoes so beautifully a great column by George Will in the WAPO over the weekend. He's got about, a new book out, and I hope we can get him on soon. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, he, he wrote a terrific and, and moving and somewhat saddening to me column about how individualism and individual achievement is is gone from our, our national uh, credo, really our national ethic, to something that is condemned and looked down upon by a lot of people. Reagan's quote is, the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He is the one that gets the people to do the greatest things, which I thought was just a, a great quote. And then uh, one more that I liked, uh, simple, beautiful, as government expands, liberty contracts. He also, George Will, uh, who I'm a big fan of, conservative columnist for the Washington Post, also mentioned Tim Sandifer mm. when he was listing the best books ever. Mentioned our friend Tim Sandifer's Indeed. book. Indeed, yep. That's a heck of a thing. Yeah, the fantastic, the conscience of the Constitution, must read. Here your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Uh, he actually calls himself Rich in Milpitas, California today. He's visiting the in-laws this week. Uh, enjoy yourself, Rich. Uh, let's see. When you have wine and cheese, this is something I've done many, many times. Although as a guy now, back to fitness, officially with a weight in the 100s, now for four days in a row. That's something. I'm cutting back on it. Oh, I've got the momentum. Uncle Mo is on my side. Just to help people out, as yes. I was just talking about, like a mid-year New Year's resolution. Why wait till the first of the year to try it again? What has been your What has been the key to your success? The key? The key to your success in losing weight. I hate to say it. I think I know what it is. Cutting back on the grape. No way. Yeah, way. Wine, man. So, in effect, less calories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And just eating. So you just got to be serious about it. So you're taking in fewer calories. Yeah. Yeah, let me exactly. write this down. Systematically, yeah. When you have wine and cheese, you're drinking grapes and eating milk. Rich people, this is apropos because there's a new heavyweight uh, boxing champion. Not that anybody cares. Big old fat boy. I guess. Oh, yeah. A yeah. fat guy is the heavyweight champion of the world? Yeah. Oh, just took the business of some guy who looks like an action figure. Wow. <laughs> wow. Pummeled him. Wow, a fat guy. And not, He got knocked down. So the, the fat guy who eventually won got knocked down first. And then apparently all that did was made, made him angry. Cause then wow. he just, Rocky. Yeah, then he got up and he just started just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Rich people used to watch poor people fight in arenas. Now poor people watch rich people fight in arenas. I know. There's a lot of truth to that. 
I don't know who thought of this and why they think this way, but it's amusing. A person carrying a cup of fresh coffee in each hand is defenseless and quite dangerous. <laughs> if you uh, simultaneously, if you live in a place where people hurl coffee at each other regularly, hope you're hungry is fine to say to someone from the first world, but cruel to say to someone from the third world. <laughs> oh, wow. No kidding. You can't walk through a lot of places in Africa. And Fried walk. chicken's ready. Hope you're hungry. You can't walk north through yes, North Korea I'm and hungry. say, hope you're hungry. I've been hungry for months. Dinner's ready. Yeah. And with a strong enough microscope, watching paint dry would actually be pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'll bet it would. Various molecules binding to each other. Getting, getting the kids to dinnertime hungry is one of my goals huh. that I, I struggle with. Really? Yeah. I'm being, I'm being usurped. Too much snacking. Yeah. He is a snacker, your son. <laughs> well, would you like to go uh, further down that road? No. Or, all right. But if they're not hungry, they're not going to eat what, you know. Okay. Here's Brian. Writes, uh, now that Mueller's probe is completed, he can go back to his original occupation as a, an East German proctologist. I have a feeling he will be leading the chance there of build the wall again. He thinks he has a bit of a uh, East German proctologist aspect to him. Hmm. He does kind of have that look. He just looks like an undertaker to me. Uh, but then this is the part that I really liked. It's it's really a shame that everything has become promoting hatred, division, sabotage, gender, racism, attempts at de-evolution, instead of trying to find common good to bring us together as a nation. It's like looking at a Monet painting, but instead of marveling at the entire picture, just bitching about a couple of dots. Oh. See ya, Brian. <laughs> I like that sign off. See ya. <laughs> you uh, mentioning an undertaker reminded me that uh, my wife said she was looking for some food with the kids. And uh, she thought, you know, a steak would sound good. It looks like a steak place. So she pulled into the parking lot, a steak place. They got out of the car, walked up to the place. She realized it was a funeral home. Because oh. a lot of your nicer steak places do kind of look like a funeral home. Yeah. They do have a similar kind of dark. Yeah. Right. Understated. Exactly. <laughs> Classy. Funeral home is not a steak place. No. Wow. You could ask for a steak. But <laughs> Don't eat get it. the cops called on you. Uh, Marshall's News next. <laughs> Don't eat it. Gross. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Big convention of Democrats in California over the weekend. It's getting a fair amount of national attention. It's the biggest state and... And uh, they're starting to mildly go after Joe Biden, which I think the press is building up more than the uh, the reality of it. But there's some stuff to talk about. News now with Marsha Phillips. Now, meanwhile, President Trump has begun his five-day trip to Europe. He's in London right now. He's going to have a three-day state visit. He's going to have a state banquet with the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. President Trump kicking off his visit to London by insulting the mayor of the British capital, <laughs> Just as he landed, he tweeted, Sadiq Khan, who by all accounts has done a terrible job of mayor of London, has been foolishly nasty to the visiting president of the United States, by far the most important ally of the United Kingdom. He is a stone-cold loser who should focus on crime in London, not on me. You know, that reminds me, I saw uh, an interview on MSNBC this morning with Washington Post columnist George Will because he's got a new book out. And one of the things he was talking about, he said the the most lasting um, change to America that is going to occur 
thanks to Donald Trump, is the way we all talk about and to each other. He said he did, and I agree with this. This is one of the reasons I'm bringing it up, because it agrees with what I've been saying for a long time. Excellent. He says it is mm-hmm. not going back when Donald Trump leaves office, and I don't think so either. Mm. This is the way we are going to talk to and about each other for a long time to come, <laughs> and it's not good. Where you just call people losers and liars all the time, and the other side says you need to, your family needs to intervene because you're crazy, and it's just that's just the way we talk. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still disagree. Although if I am proved to be wrong, I will not be terribly surprised. I hope you're right. <laughs> I just think it I will don't prove want to, it be to be ineffective. Delayed. That's my only argument but against how long the could great that, George Will. How long could that take? I don't to know. work its way out of society. I'll be long gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly emotionally, if not physically. Good luck, y'all. Democratic presidential hopefuls tried to use the California gathering to craft themselves a better position to lead the party, they say, into the future. You had 14 Democratic candidates spending the weekend courting thousands of activists at the state Democratic Party convention that went on in San Francisco. While they were there, a lot of them learned firsthand leaning left is the way to go in California. And leaning whoa, left? and whoa, <laughs> Leaning left to Trotsky? Woe be to the man or woman who might be more centrist. Democratic 2020 contender, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, got booed roundly at the convention over the weekend after saying... Are you sorry not to see her because she wasn't so nice about you during the campaign? No, I don't no, no, no. If we want to beat Donald Trump and achieve big progressive goals, socialism is not the answer. I was re-elected... One of the worst years for Democrats in a quarter century. And it oh, the, bye. the rampant booing and howling, battling with the cheers that you're... Oh, wait a minute. No, you didn't hear a single damn cheer or clapping of a hand. I tell you, the great conversation among a lot of Californians is... Uh, and, and other blue staters as well, as well, but it's particularly intense, I think, in California, is... Whether this state is just so off the rails, there's any coming back, or if one is better off calling of the van lines. Yes, no, yes to all those propositions all right, you yeah. just said there. Okay. Um, you will notice one pretty big name that didn't show up to right. this uh, get-together in California. Joe Biden didn't go, and I think that was a pretty smart move. He, uh, They made a big deal out of the fact that he was in Ohio talking to working people, but... If he had shown up on stage and said something, you know, let's work together e. Right. At all, he'd have gotten booed like crazy, and that would not have been a good look for the front runner in the biggest state in the country. No, indeed. Plus, he he understands that you know political activists on all you know from all parties on all uh, you know from anywhere on the spectrum are going to be super hardcore whatever it is. It's right. the, the the people who show up to these conventions are extra extra whatever they are. But if you're like extra progressive activist in California, you're on the lunatic fringe. Yeah. All right, Friday, another angry coward struck. Twelve people killed in the shooting at a Virginia Beach government building. Four others critically hurt. Now, we're not going to mention the shooter's name. The name you need to remember is 50-year-old Ryan Keith Cox, who left a safe spot during the shooting to try and save more of his work friends. The account clerk, along with nine others, made it to a safe room, and before they could put a heavy cabinet up against the door to barricade themselves in, Cox said, no, I'm going to go back out and see if I can save some others. Once he got outside the door, 
The shooter spotted him and opened fire, and Cox became one of the 12 killed. While ah, that's those, awful. While those inside the break room managed to survive. So that's the name you should remember. Yeah, I used a handgun, which complicates a lot of the uh, the gun discussion. I mean, at some point, you get down to where you're either going to argue for overturning the Second Amendment, which would never happen, or just admit that there, and then most of these laws are not going to have any yep. effect. Well, that is the choice, and whether it'll never happen or not, I don't know, but that is the choice. We've you know, received a couple of emails over the weekend saying, look, clearly, uh, there's got to be a, a huge change in America's attitudes about guns and uh, the Second Amendment overturned, or none of this is going to matter. I, I believe it's a, so, a social contagion. I think we're a diseased society. The guns were around 30 years ago, and we weren't shooting each other over minor disputes or the usual frustrations of life. Oh, you're middle-aged and you hate your job and you're feeling burned out and you're kind of sick of everybody there. Oh, that's unique. That's yeah. so important you should get to kill people. Stupid, friggin' angry cowards. Last night, the Golden State Warriors struck back in the NBA Finals. Back to Iguodala. Iguodala puts it up. It's good. Andre Iguodala drills it with 5.9 remaining. They're going to run out of players eventually, though, aren't they, Golden State Warriors? Everybody limping around? You know what ends empires, Jack? Well, if it's political empires, it's, it's, it's comfort, it's complacency, it's being fat and lazy and internal strife. But if you're a sports empire, it's injuries and free agency. And I tell you what, Age, as you point which out, leads to injury. Right, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Warriors are dropping like flies. It's a good thing they got a deep bench. They they better have a deep fan base, too, because they're going to start putting them on the floor. There's a lot of pe- yeah. players I, I'd never heard of in my life out there wearing blue uniforms. Yeah. Who's that guy? <laughs> and, they're, and they're all really good, too, which is scary. Yeah, Clay Thompson's out now with an injured hamstring. A seven-game series now tied up at one game apiece. And former President Barack Obama was at the game. Got an enthusiastic ovation from the Toronto crowd who chanted MVP when he was introduced <laughs> in the second quarter. Canadian fans not sure how the award works. <laughs> you have to be Obama! On the team. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's your news. All black guys aren't NBA players there, Canada. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh. Accusations of racism. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Show us the long-form uh, passport. Huh? Oh, geez. What are you doing in Canada? So, so you're here to bring us down next? Is that what your goal no, is? No, no, no. No, you you will probably give up on humanity. Though. Okay. Well, so okay. that's just a happy side effect. So, oh, no. oh, no, no, no. You're misunderstanding. I gave up on humanity quite a long while ago, and it's it's made me a much happier person. <laughs> liberating. Sure. Right. It's like, uh, come on, honey, this uh, cat meat restaurant we're running, if we just give it six more months. No, give up! <laughs> Humanity's doomed. Embrace it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Among other things, coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast, available now on the iHeart and Apple podcast apps. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hogan's not running. Alert came across my phone on Saturday. 
Hogan is not running for president in 2020. Hogan is out. Hogan's out. He is out. Did anybody have him in the pool? Hulk Did anybody Hogan? know he was running? <laughs> Larry Hogan. I just know Colonel Hogan. I tweeted this out and I got many uh, hilarious responses, but uh, I just thought it was funny when my phone dinged and my news alert was Larry Hogan says he won't run for president in 2020. Okay, I had to. Geez, could you tell me to sit down first? Oh, boy. He had to spring that on someone. <laughs> wow. A lot, of, a lot of people tweeting what about back. My hopes and dreams. A lot of people tweeting back. Was I supposed to say that too? Because I'm not running. Are we? Do we all need to say that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is that something we're all required to do now? I'm tempted to ask follow-up questions, but why would I? Um. Uh, apparently, and I didn't know this. He was a Republican who was who 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 they thought could make a little bit of noise, right. pro- running against the sitting president, Is he the former governor governor of Maryland, or and something? Uh, it doesn't matter. And it would have just made things messy and just whatever. Yeah. So, but he's not going to. Yeah. There okay. you go. So uh, there's a long article from which I am drawing. It has to do with a charter school and then the regular elementary school and how the charter school in a Area with lots and lots of Hispanic people. It's actually Healdsburg, uh, Cali Unicornia. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's just a town. Um, but there are lots and lots of uh, Hispanic people, Spanish speaking people, uh, immigrants from Mexico, legal and illegal. And evidently, there's lots and lots of uh, Mexican folks at the elementary school and lots and lots of white folks at the charter school. So that's caused a fair amount of angst. And everybody's trying to figure out what to do about it. And part of it has to do with the English as a second language program is uh, is at the, the, the regular elementary school. But this is the part I wanted to bring to you. And this is what makes you want to give up. Uh, it Actually, this is uh, Aline Anonymous. I'll keep her anonymous. Her sign-off is, hope this doesn't zap your will to live. Well, it did, Aline. Uh, da, da, da. The, uh, they canceled the English program for non-English speakers. Because it had the unintended consequence of separating the kids by race. First of all, Mexican is not a race. That was a ploy, calling everything a race. That was a ploy to give every issue the weight of America's historical uh, wrestling match with race. But so now every ethnicity is allegedly a race. That's it's a it's a falsehood. But anyway, so yes, because the. English for non-native speakers program clearly became heavily Mexican. They've canceled it. I give up. I just give up. I don't know what to do. How would you begin an argument who was with com- somebody? Who was complaining? I mean, what and how did they think would happen? So you're going to argue with them, are you? Are you going to seek logic in this situation? It's a fool's errand, my friend. <laughs> well, did anybody in the meeting raise their hand and say, what did you think was going to happen? Well, right. Well, yes. And actually, they're talking about the, the angst caused by the charter school being predominantly white and the other one being predominantly Hispanic, as I said. But uh, they've tried to figure out how to deal with this with a bilingual or a uh, yeah a uh, two-language school board meeting. They would do... It in English, then somebody would translate it in Spanish. Then English, then Spanish, then English, yeah, then Spanish. That sounds and great. And then they had to have tours of the charter school to get more of the uh, Hispanic kids in there. But they had to give the tours in Spanish. 
because the families didn't speak enough English to understand what they were saying about the charter school, where they really kind of depend on you speaking English to take the classes, because as everybody knows, everybody with the ounce of honesty knows, when you have millions of people immigrate to a country and they don't speak the native language and they go to the public schools, it becomes enormously difficult to educate all the kids because you have to slow everything down and bring the the spanish-speaking kids up to speed in english we almost had our career ended very early by a prominent politician by lack of talent well please that continues to threaten us today but uh, by a prominent politician who heard us saying listen all this diversity is not entirely wonderful it's an enormous challenge slash problem for public schools. They don't know how to deal with it. They have no money. They have no staff. The English-speaking kids are suddenly having to learn at half speed and the rest of it. It's a terrible challenge. But again, they're ending the English as a second language program because it became uh, predominantly Hispanic kids. Well, you got to take it on up the line and blame your uh, your federal government for uh, for allowing this to happen. Nobody voted for this. Nobody said, "Yeah, let's." That's just that overwhelming numbers yep. of people from other countries, both come parties, in and welcome them in. And and, uh, and and if anybody objects to this scam, which is making us all rich and getting us lots of new voters, if anybody objects, call them a racist. But what if they're not a racist at all? You got to call them a racist. What if they just bring up logistical issues? No, call them a racist. Yeah, I can't can't deal with that. So uh, here is. Bunch of critics got together and decided what's the greatest year for movies ever. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently it was a thing. For years, people have been saying 1939. Didn't know that. What came out in 1939? Gone with the Wind? Star Wars. Star Wars? Right. 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 Uh, Rocky. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Actually, that did. Yeah. 1939, <laughs> Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Wizard of Oz, Stagecoach, and Gone with the Wind, along with other movies I hadn't heard of. But that's a pretty good lineup. It's pretty strong, yeah. Yeah, pretty strong. They've stood the test of time, Jack. That's a real measure of art, isn't it? And some others have planted their flag on 1979 being the greatest year ever with Apocalypse Now. Ernest Goes to the Disco. (laughs) Mad Max, Being There, All That Jazz, The Jerk, In-Laws, The In-Laws, which is a great movie, Life of Brian, etc. The Jerk. Life of Brian, that's a good one. I I will always remember All That Jazz uh, because my girlfriend at the time... And her mother and her grandmother went to it because it was about Bob Fosse, the uh, choreographer, and they thought that sounded wonderful. Well, it is constant nudity and sexual messages. And grandmother, who was like arch conservative among grandmothers, just came home sputtering about this pornography. Why would you bring me to pornography? It caused quite a rift in the household. You want to know about the movie All That Jazz? Because I took a film class in college, and this was our major thesis. The biggest deal of all was watching this movie and breaking it down with like 50 pages of description. And I sense that there is some resentment that remains. (laughs) This is the well. First of all, right? It's got all the nudity and everything. It's yeah. just—it's not like a—it's not a mainstream movie. It certainly wasn't then, right? It, it's wacky. And this is the teacher that <laughs> had a naked picture of his girlfriend on his desk. Yes, the film teacher. Wow, wow, <laughs> beautiful. He was like sixty, and his girlfriend was like twenty-five, and nice. he had a naked picture of her on his desk. Wow. He actually showed us showed us porn one time. To um to to illustrate lighting. Oh boy, 
Oh boy. The difference between like hustler and Playboy style lighting. But he used pornography. I could see where that would be illustrative, but I think you could probably find a different yeah. example. I think he had a thing. Yeah, he clearly had a thing. <laughs> probably wouldn't have worked in today's age. You know, the nudity and all that jazz was the only reason I could put up with it. I didn't mention that to Granny at the time. But anyway, what tip critics now decided is the greatest movie ever for movies in this or year? This greatest re- year? The greatest yeah. year. This really worked out for me because I was in prime movie going part of my life, childless oh, and all boy. that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. 1999, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Wow. American Beauty, American Pie, The Matrix, Sixth Sense, Boys Don't Cry, Three Kings, Being John Malkovich, The Virgin Suicides, Magnolia, which is a great movie, and Fight Club, among others. Wow, uh, quite a number of those mind blanks. If somebody tells you they know what Magnolia is about, they're lying. (laughs) Love that movie. It's very good. I have no idea what's going on in it. But uh, there, so there you go. That's the greatest movie of the year forever. Movie tradesman. That's when a a mid-level thinking person's movie could get funding, like uh, mid-level budget. I'm not sure you can make those movies these days. Certainly, it's got to be blockbusters for China. You could make them, of course, but it's not going to be well known enough that it like a national conversation about it. It's not something I could read right here and everybody'd say, "Oh yeah, I remember that." It ain't gonna be like that anymore. Well, I mean, where are you gonna get the money to make them? From what I read, the the studios just don't fund them. You'd have to make a low budget version, right? Right. But yeah, it's it just and it, it would get you know. There'd be one other person at the table in the restaurant who's heard of the movie you just mentioned, if you brought it up. I'm currently acting in a major motion picture, so if you have any more questions about the movie trade, feel free to address them to me, Joe Getty. I was watching, uh, which kid movie was I watching recently? An old one. Cars, Toy Story, one of them thinking, why have these not ever received Oscar? These are standing the test of time better than a lot of... I could read you a list of Oscar winners, I'm sure, that you wouldn't even remember. Or laugh at. Cars and Toy Story, for instance, kids' movies, I mean, just still huge. And really standing the test of time. You understand nothing about the pretensions of Hollywood. Yeah. Sitting there in your Britney Spears t-shirt. Not enough enough nudity, not enough foreign languages, not enough smoking. Exactly. Please. Not enough ennui. Right. And and the messages those movies have, that love conquers all and families should stay together and all, it's disgusting. (laughs) Just disgusting. we got so much more on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.